the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, yes! Touchdown! They did it! Hey, welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the show. We. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, and on the 1069thefan mobile app. A lot of different ways to follow along, listen, and participate as well on our full court press text line, 435 339 0321. If you missed any part of our shows, past interviews that we've done, you can go find them on our podcast feed. Uh, or on our website, or on our app. Uh, we make them readily available to go back and listen to. Like uh, yesterday, we heard from a Johnny Carter. Uh, today, we're going to hear from Chandler Dolphin. As uh, USU fall camp is now done. It's in the books. Their attention is now turning to UConn. So we'll have that conversation with Chandler Dolphin coming up here a little bit later on uh, this hour here on the Full Court Press. Uh, news about UConn and their coaching staff. We'll update you on some news there. A change for uh, the Huskies uh, before they come to uh, to Utah State. But um, uh, getting back to our full-court press text line, we were talking about the Rocky Mountain kickoff last hour. So next week, it's going to be South Severe versus Preston. Or maybe we should say Preston versus South Severe. <laughs> However you want to do lead, it. Lead with the home team. Uh, and there then, is no home team. And then, that's the 6.30 game. Uh, and then at uh, at 8.30, it's going to be Logan uh, versus Bonneville. This is not the Lakers. This is the team from the uh, Idaho Falls area coming down. Saint your average Lakers. <laughs> that's right. But that's going to be a late night for them. It is. It'll be a late night for me, and I have to get up early on Friday morning, <laughs> although I may try and change plans. Uh, yeah, it's that's it's scheduled for an eight thirty start. Let's just say that might not happen. Yeah. Hopefully, Preston and South Severe like to run the ball a lot. Get through the game fast, please. <laughs> just run the ball. A nice three to zero game. Just everybody stay in bounds. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay in bounds. <laughs> run the ball. Perfect. Low scoring. Uh, Nine eight three five. We had a question about. Uh, different teams who have been uh, participants in this Rocky Mountain kickoff over the years. And thank you to 9835 setting a straight Preston face Logan a few years ago. And we also wondered about when the start of football uh, season begins in the state of Idaho. And he says, uh, 9835 says it happens tomorrow night. So I guess Utah was just one week ahead. For some reason, I thought it was two, but so it's just one. I feel like Idaho would be ahead because they got to get done earlier because. It's freezes. It's way colder up there than it is here. Like it's already like you go to. I used to go to the football championships with my dad. It'd freeze our tails off because it's cold. Because <laughs> it depends on where you're at. Yeah, maybe when they do the forays down in southern Utah, it's not nearly as cold. Might be a nice balmy sixty-two. But uh, go to Rice Eccles. 
you get in the 40s and then you get later in the evening and you there's know chance there's snow on the that's been pushed off to the sidelines yeah things start freezing yes uh preston opens tomorrow night they face lakeland at uh, montana tech thank you 9835 letting us know it's good to know who's playing where um and a couple of the techs coming through 9315 i like dolph uh the cool hall of fame last name i wonder why he's such a good player Hall of Fame name. Hall of Fame name. Hall of Fame name. I'm glad I took a second to let that other text come through. (laughs) The uh, auto text uh, had me really wondering. Thank you, 9315. (laughs) He does have a cool name. Uh, 2197. Idaho High School plays final games in the ISU Dome. Oh, that's nice. Um... All of them? Or is it just depending on... Because I know, like, West Side, they do. Um, but I don't know if all class do all classifications do do that. Maybe they uh, used to try. Here, to, they used to. Some of them end up going around to uh, Boise. Well, I think they have fewer classifications in Idaho. I think. Do they go up to five A? Uh, they do have five A. Okay, I don't I think. Don't I, think they have. I doubt six they have six A. Utah only introduced six A, and they, quite honestly, probably shouldn't have. But yeah, they do have the benefit of uh, a, a dome, there in Pocatello. Yeah. But Utah tried used to do like pretty much all the championships in one location. Yep. Up until, I don't know, five, six years ago. Yeah. Can't remember exactly when they made that switch, but they'd have them on different weekends. Me and my dad used to go to the 4A through, well, I think 3A, 4A, and 5A all played on the same day, and we'd watch three football games. Then they did 1A and 2A a different day. Probably cost you more than five bucks to do that. Uh, It wasn't that expensive. Granted, I wasn't paying, so it didn't matter that much, but... (laughs) The basketball championships were always a nice little warmer. Those are sometimes more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, they're always indoors. A little different. Yeah, always indoors. I have not been to an outdoor <laughs> high school basketball game as of yet. That could be entertaining, though, to try that sometime. Please not if you're playing in January in Utah. Just don't. <laughs> uh, 9315 and no wonder Dolphin. Okay. Thanks, 9315. Appreciate the input. Yeah. Uh, before we hear from... Chandler Dolphin. Uh, I want to get to the news about UConn. Uh, this is news that uh, just came through um, just uh, last night. Um, actually, no, it's this morning. Sorry. The team announced it today. Uh, UConn defensive coordinator Lou Spanos taking a leave of absence. He's going to step away from his duties for what they're only saying are personal reasons. Uh, he's missed some team practices. But he was in attendance at the start of practice yesterday, but uh, appeared to have leave early. Now, this is according to, uh, and I didn't write it down, this is according to an, a newspaper in in Connecticut. Sorry, I didn't want to give the proper attribution, and I forgot to. Journalism. Yeah. But he has served as the interim coach uh, the final 10 games of last season, um, and he was uh, previously the defensive coordinator for a couple of seasons. Uh, he was the only coordinator or position coach that was retained when they had a change of head coach. So he's respected, but um, he's uh, he's out. He's uh, not, he's taking a step aside. He served as a defensive analyst at Alabama in 2018, coached for three NFL teams. I mean, guy's got a lot of experience, but he had to step away from his uh, duties as defensive coordinator at UConn. Yeah, it seems like he definitely is a, at least a decent 
coordinator. I mean, some of the stuff I've looked up about UConn, obviously being a bad team last year, it seemed the offense was a huge problem. Granted, I can't imagine their defense is much better going 1-11. But obviously when you retain him, that means you thought he could do a good enough job under the new head coach. But yeah, just he's got something in his life he's got to take care of. Uh, Jim Mora is the new coach. Uh, Spanos was on Mora's staff as a defensive coordinator at UCLA. That may have had something to do with why he was retained. It probably had something to do with it. So Mora is... Uh, taking more of a, a, I should say, a larger role in the defense, it looks like. Uh, Here's what Mora had to say following Wednesday's practice. I says, I've had an involvement with those guys. We're playing a team in Utah State that does some things that are different than what we've seen out of our offense all spring and the first couple of weeks of camp. So we have to have some wrinkles. I just want to make sure that they were on the same page as we move forward. So, there you go. Yeah, it'll it'll be not insignificant that they're losing their defensive coordinator this close to you know the first game, almost a week before, just a little over a week before. So it won't be a huge deal because again, most of the defensive staff's going to be on the same page. They know what's going on. It's not like the entire brains and everything behind the defense is just gone. They obviously know what they were planning on doing, and so it won't be a huge deal, but, I mean, it depends on how good of a defensive play caller is. That'll be the most impactful thing is how good of a defensive play caller and, you know, how good he is at making adjustments. Those are the areas where it could have an impact, not so much on the scheme or different things like that. Well, and it's a uh, distraction for the head coach who now has to focus uh, his attention on Getting a defensive re- a defense ready, uh, adjusting those play calls that they're going to be doing uh, in their game. So, yeah. uh, I hope I hope that uh, Coach Spanos is able to overcome whatever it is that's going yeah. on and returns. Um, but um, how long he's going to be gone is is not known. Yeah, it'll so. it'll be tricky. I know sometimes these guys they step away. When you have to step away, it's it's usually not a good thing, although for personal reasons, then you can usually come back from I mean, we had a head coach at Utah State, uh, the old women's basketball coach. He stepped away actually for health reasons, and then he ended up stepping away permanently. Um, oh, yeah. I forget his name. I can't remember all the names of the former head coaches anymore. Um, I can just remember who they were and <laughs> whether I, or not they were good. I see his face. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I hope he's able to figure it out. Um, but who knows? It's, it's one of those things you just have to note that it happened. We know nothing about what happened. We don't know exactly, you know, how important he is to the team because we're not, you know, super involved in the in the UConn program. But yeah, but even the uh, the, the folks there in Connecticut, they're they're not sure. Yeah, kind of caught them by surprise. He was there when practice began on Wednesday, but he was not there when it ended. Yeah, it just seems like this has been a huge distraction for him. Whatever it is. Um. and finally seems to have decided that he needs to step away because it was probably impacting his performance. Uh, 2197. Uh, UConn should have beaten Wyoming and Vandy last year. I think I remember that Wyoming game where Wyoming almost lost to UConn. They only the, won one game last year, but they were competitive in a number of them. Yeah. 
It's the best one eleven team you've ever seen. <laughs> also, two one nine seven uh, adds some clarification on on Idaho high school football. Five A plays in the dome. So just five A. Uh, well, I know Westside plays there, so they're not five A. So probably most of Multiple everybody classifications. plays. Probably most of them. Yeah, Finkbeiner. Okay, five three A. He's He's reminding me is is uh, oh, Jerry Finkbeiner. Yes, Jerry Finkbeiner. His son Ben took over the team right. for that year's interim. So thank you, five three three for for jogging my memory. Nine three one five. Does losing a defensive coordinator really affect the game plan for Utah State? I think not because it's UConn. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, the, the scheme of UConn isn't going to change. Personnel isn't changing. All the defense is going to be on the same page still because the entire staff knows it. They've been talking about it the whole year. They all know everything about the defense. The impact will be largely in-game in terms of, you know, the, the in-game strategy, I should say. Like, it all has an impact in-game, I guess. Well, but, yeah, it's it's the play calling and in-game adjustments. That right. will be the thing that can potentially change, not so much general scheme and, and personnel, obviously. Yeah, and somebody with that that wealth of personal experience – in the NFL and in college football and the Pac-12, uh, not having somebody like that available to to see those things that are going on and how to make those adjustments or call them out, yeah, that's that's a hole. Yeah. That's a problem. It's something they're going to have to fill, and and we'll see how good they are at filling it. Uh, I believe Utah State's favored by like 27 points, so I don't know if Vegas is going to think much of this. Maybe they'll favor Utah State by 28 points instead. <laughs> They'll give like I have one more point. They don't have a defensive coordinator. Uh, or it could be like the Patriots. Just don't have coordinators for just either. Just don't have a coordinator. Just at all. It's like, oh, we're all We're all, all on the here. staff. We all do offense and defense. We all just do whatever Bill Belichick tells us to do. <laughs> Basically, that's the rule. <laughs> Belichick does everything. Yes, Bill. No, Bill. I mean, sorry, yes, Bill. Whatever you say, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's probably the way it is in New England these days. But he's kind of earned that. Uh, that's true. Uh, four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in, questions you may have. Uh, Utah State fall practice is done. Um, it's uh, it's concluded. The attention is starting to turn to UConn now. Uh, we've been counting down our top twenty five Aggies for the upcoming season. What we haven't done yet is give our predictions for the upcoming season. How many wins? How many losses? We're going to do that next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you want to give us your predictions for the upcoming season, feel free. Uh, I, I don't want to just see a number. I want to see why you came to that number. 435-339-0321. Yeah, see, for me, I've got – I almost did, like, when when I was flying solo, I ended up having more Machillion, so I didn't get to this. I have, like, my optimistic and pessimistic projections. Uh, sometimes those are for specific things on the team, but I've also got them kind of for – win totals where it's like okay you know maybe they'll have this and sometimes it's like there's a group of games where i think they're going to win this number out of you know these games like there's three games against maybe conference opponents i think they're going to win two of these i don't know which one specifically but i'm pretty sure they're going to win two of these but probably not all three and they won't lose more than two of them so it's like you know i can't say they're gonna beat wyoming and they're gonna lose to colorado state or whatnot so it's like you know, maybe they'll win one or the other, maybe both, because they're kind of coin flip games, and you don't want to tie yourself down in, you know, before the games even start, to a win loss scenario, 
five weeks down the road. Right. Yeah, the reason why I haven't um, been willing to give uh, a preseason prediction to this point, I just I want to get a better sense of who this team is. Like, not just who are the playmakers, but what's the attitude on the field? What's the attitude when they're coming off the field? What do the coaches look like? Uh, do they look like they're full of energy after a long day of practice? Or do they, feel, do they look like they're beat down and they just want to get out of there? Um, so I wanted to get a real feel and, and sense of this team before I took a really long, hard look at projecting what I think this season's going to look like for USU and, and trying to lay it out what I think the win-loss record's going to be for the Aggies. See, my thing is usually at this point I haven't done any sort of deep dives or even shallow dives into the other teams. So I'd say, all right, will Utah State beat UNLV? Well, I don't know how good UNLV is going to be. I mean, I guess that one's kind of easy. You just say they're probably going to be bad, and so they'll beat them. But, you know, Wyoming or Colorado State, they can, you know, fluctuate. Kind of like Utah. Cards. Yeah, kind of yeah. like what Utah State does. So, and they also struggle. I think they're playing both of them, or they're playing one of them on the road, I think. Uh, they're both of them on the road. Both of them? I thought. Oh, yeah, because they hosted Wyoming last year. Okay. So, yeah, they're playing both of them on the road. They've struggled on the road again. You know, even in 2018, one of their best teams ever struggled in both games. Dang near lost both of them. So, and, and so you have to figure out the opponents as much as your own team. Because let's say San Diego State was going to have a down year. If you just assume they're going to be good, maybe the one year they have a down year, you haven't, you know, you haven't figured that out yet. So you got to figure out how good you think the other team's going to be. Um, obviously right. in conjunction with your own team. Right, yeah. You can't just assume, ah, oh, just chalk those up for his wins, chalk those up as losses yeah. because of the, the history of the program because there are some that might be able to get away with some of that, but you do have to kind of take into account, is there a coaching change? Uh, are there you know, stud players coming back that you have to be aware of? So there's, there's a little bit of thought that needs to go into it to make it credible. Uh, 9315 says, my preseason prediction for Utah State football is we'll win, win, win. So three wins to begin the year and then nine losses? <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. You need a few more win, win, wins there. <laughs> well, it would be really interesting because that means you beat UConn, Alabama, and then I forget who's the third. Weber State? That Weber State, yeah, I think. So two terrible teams, one of the best teams in the country, and then nine straight losses. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> That would be a storyline. That would be nuts. <laughs> Get to Alabama at the end of the season. They lost to Utah State, who's three and nine. <laughs> it's like, but we beat everyone else a hundred to zero. We deserve to be in the playoff. That's right. They might just keep them out of the top four. Uh, all right, we're going to take a timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, a conversation with Chandler Dolphin. I really enjoyed my uh, conversation with him after practice yesterday, um, and just his role and uh, what what gives him greater satisfaction. Uh, different plays that could happen in the course of an offensive play. And, uh, yeah, interesting to hear his point of view on that and just trying to continue to be a a team that strives to maintain a level of excellence that they were able to achieve last year and being conference champions. So that's coming up in just a few minutes here on the Full Court Press. Stick around. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. But first, Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair is on the go and ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. Locally owned and operated, 
Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you. If you've got a car issue, an automotive issue, give them a call, 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The preseason rolls along as two high-powered offenses square off under the bright lights of L.A. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action as the Dallas Cowboys hit the road for a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who will come away with their first win of the year? It's the Cowboys and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Beginning at 7.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Jenny and I don't often get a chance to just sit and talk. She's so busy. That's what I get for having such a bright and talented daughter. But last Tuesday, she invited me out for a bite to eat at Barrel and Stave, and we talked about old times. It was great. Oh, and the handcrafted cocktails and wine were great, too. Barrel and Stave, a relaxed, comfortable atmosphere, makes for the perfect place to wind down after a long day at work or connect on a nice night out. Barrel and Stave, good feelings, great food, exceptional experience. Located at 33 Federal Avenue, open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. My name is Chris Hammond. My wife really appreciates a clean home, especially with three kids and two dogs. So when it comes to our carpets being cleaned, I always go to Daryl from Chem Drive Northern Utah. His team is quick, on time, and precise. They do a great job of making sure our home and our carpets are clean. Thank you, Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including a digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen and Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, here on the Full Court Press. Uh, by the way, I hope everybody survived your day getting all the kids back to school for those who did and then getting them back and dealing with all of the well this person's in my class or that teacher is terrible is that what your kids sound like i've already heard one of those today <laughs> really yeah they have terrible teachers and 
I always had good teachers. I never really had one that I like actively disliked. Yeah, you know, I can't think that I had one that I just really disliked or or hated. There were some weird ones, but like I had enough other friends or got along with other people in my class that we would kind of have fun with that if the teacher was just off or weird. But I don't remember ever really ha- I'm with you. I don't remember having like a bad teacher. Yeah. I've had teachers that weren't maybe necessarily good at teaching, but they're fun. I mean, the one, I don't even know if she knew physics, but <laughs> but she's teaching it and she's a very fun person. Uh, so, anyway, grats and best of luck getting back into the swing of things for everybody. I guess the Logan School District uh, gets underway next week. Utah State University on August 27th is when they have their first day of class. 29th. 29th. Twenty oh, seventh is their 27th first football the first game. game. Yeah, freshmen or uh, yeah, the freshmen are there. That soar is that what they call it? I can't remember what they call it. The freshman orientation is well. I They're guess I don't know what the orientation. They had the connections before. thing, but I think that's different from actual freshman orientation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nine three one five. If we beat Alabama in football, will Eric go get that guy? Doesn't like pies. A moon pie. Uh, yeah, I will. You're talking about my brother? My brother Get doesn't that like that guy who doesn't like pies a moon pie. Yes, I will give him a moon pie. <laughs> Seven eight five four. Like, Crap, do you have to pick them up? I thought you just dropped them off and then picked them up again in May. <laughs> Somebody may need to go five seven eight five four kids. <laughs> they might still be at uh whatever school they go to. See you next spring. <laughs> Isn't that how boarding schools work? Like in I think in Europe and I think in England they they'll do like boarding schools. Uh, there are some boarding schools around the United States, more of the East Coast thing. Oh, they, they actually do it in the United States? Yeah, I think there are a few. Oh, they're more highly packed. So they're like boarding schools, but like across town from their parents. This isn't like Hogwarts where you travel on a train for <laughs> however long it was, and then Hogwarts. you're like forever away. <laughs> uh, Hogwarts. Didn't uh, get your letter to Hogwarts? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Um, so yesterday was the end of the Utah State football practice. Their fall camp is now over. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with the Johnny Carter. Uh, that you can find on our podcast feed. And uh, I also spoke with Chandler Dolphin, starting center for Utah State University. Uh, great conversation with Chandler. Uh, this is a team with coming into a season with high expectations on themselves. Outside expectations are not there. But that gives this team a chip on their shoulder. And I asked uh, Chandler about that and a variety of other things. Here's Chandler Dolphin, the starting center for Utah State. Chandler Dolphin, starting center for Utah State University. Um, A lot of experience and depth on the offensive line, but trying to figure out some of the guys on either side of you. How's that kind of going so far and trying to develop the depth and the experience on that offensive line? Sure, there's a lot of moving pieces right now. Um, I think the one thing that we're just trying to focus on as a unit is just playing with effort and straining to finish on every single block. Um, We don't always know what's going on behind us. We just want to give it 100% effort on every single play. And we know that we'll put out five guys on the field that will do that on a consistent basis, guys that will continually show effort and will do their job at a high level and execute you know, what they're being asked to do. So right now that's our focus as a unit is fanatical effort and straining to finish on every play. Last year you were the starting center for the majority of the season, vast majority of the season. Coming into this season, undisputed, you're the center. Uh, just how's that kind of rolling in with that experience, 
you're returning with the same coach, same offensive coordinator, same offensive line coach, same quarterback behind you. How different is this season coming into it compared to the way things were last year where there's a lot of unknowns? You know, I think you know. Last year, obviously, we set a standard for ourselves on what Utah State football is supposed to look like. So, as someone who's coming back from that team and someone who played on that team, I feel definitely a heightened sense of responsibility to, you know, bring all the other guys on, bring us, bring everybody along with us, all those guys who were a part of that team last year, who were a part of the process, and knew that that worked, and we trusted it. Now, I feel more of a responsibility to bring guys that weren't a part of our team last year to bring them along with us and show them that, you know, this is, if we do things the right way, that, you know, we can, at the end, we can achieve our goal and win a Mountain West championship and get better every day. But, um, yeah, it's just definitely feel more more of a responsibility to lead and uh, to bring all the younger guys along with us. That's one of the things that's always challenging across sports. Like, to win something, you were conference champions, that's tough to do. It had never been done at Utah State. What can be more difficult is doing it again Sometimes people come into it thinking, oh, we did it, we know what to do, but sometimes that can be really tough to replicate what it took to get there. How do you feel things are this year and trying to repeat that? No, no, that's a great point you bring up. I think last year we were kind of like a dark horse, right? You know, nobody, I think nobody really expected us to give them a good challenge and a good game. And, uh, I mean, to be frank, this year we have a target on our backs coming back as the reigning Mountain West champion. So that, uh, you know, every every team that plays us this year is going to give us their best. And so that's what we want. We want the challenge. We're ready for that. Uh, but it definitely changes things. And you you have to take things up another notch and you have to, you know, exert a different level of effort to be able to go back to back that's incredibly difficult but you know that's still our goal our goal mainly our goal is to get one degree better every day but at the end we would love to win a championship that's the ultimate goal and uh, it's definitely going to be more difficult this year but we're up for the challenge and our goals aren't changing so yeah despite being reigning champs it doesn't seem to be a lot of respect given to this program from preseason polls and things like that so it's, uh, I think they're doing you guys a favor by putting another chip on your shoulder. That's okay. <laughs> so um, for you as, a, as the center and just someone on the offensive line, what gives you more satisfaction as, at your position? Um, protecting your quarterback so he can have a deep pass down the field or creating a gap that the running back is able to get off a big run? Or does it really matter to you? You know, that's a good question. I wouldn't say it really matters. Anytime that we're throwing a deep bomb down the field and one of our wide receivers out there making an incredible catch for a touchdown or an explosive play, and same thing with the running backs when I'm seeing Calvin Tyler or John Gentry or Locke Makakona coming up behind, it's breaking a big run. I mean, that's a great feeling too. So it really don't make no difference to me. I just, and I, you know, I think I could probably speak for everybody on the offensive line when we say that, you know. So it's, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we try to bust our butts for, for the skill guys, and when they do well, when they get good yardage, that's, you know, that's some of the most rewarding things about football uh, as an offensive lineman. This is a team that likes to play with pace, uh, and, and you guys are quick onto the ball, the offensive line, moving up and keeping things moving forward, getting things set so everybody else can get in position. Um, do you feel better about where you're at this year compared to last year trying to learn that and, and, and get caught up to what coaches are asking of you or does it feel like this is who we are and we're kind of used to it by now you know I feel like that's who I mean you, after you played in the system for a little while and you have a few games under your belt you kind of understand how to operate uh, you know within the bounds of the game and where you should be moving to the ball right obviously you know we're trying to we have a very distinct set of operations that we're trying to follow that allow us to play as fast as we can humanly possible 
And so, you know, that's something that, you know, it took a little bit to learn last year, but now that we're on to this year and we've been doing it, that's something that's definitely more familiar with, with everybody. So. And then finally, how would you evaluate that defense that you're having to face every day in practice and what they're going to be able to do this season? You know, they're phenomenal defense. You know, they play really, really hard. Uh, they chase the ball. They have a lot of, I mean, obviously speak on the defensive line and linebackers since they go against those guys, you know, on a daily basis. But, I mean, we return a lot of guys on the defensive line. A lot of them are really strong and twitchy. And uh, they all play with the chip on their shoulder. You know, they play really hard and, and uh I think uh, I feel extremely confident about our defense this year and, and capabilities of our defense. I think that they're going to give a lot of offenses more than they can handle. So, I lied. I do have one more question, <laughs> and it's just that you know fall camp is really now done, and so the next step is turning a focus to UConn. How do you feel like camp has gone and a sense of readiness for game number one? Yeah, I feel like camp is camp has gone well. Um, I still don't think that we, especially as offensive line, are where we need to be. And so our focus over these next few days and our focus over these last few days has just been fanatical effort, training to finish, and great execution. And so that's our goal coming out of fall camp. And as we prep for UConn is we need to stack good practice days on top of good practice days and continue to develop as a group and as a unit. So when we go out there on the 27th of August to play UConn, we have you know, a solid product that, you know, for the fans and for the university that we feel confident we can go out there and play hard and, and come away with it with a win on our first week. So, Well, we're excited to see how this season goes. Best of luck to you. We'll be watching closely, and uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. So that's Chandler Dolphin. I really enjoyed that conversation. He's a well-spoken, very smart, uh, cerebral player. And Look, at the center position – you have to be, right? I mean, that is the only person who touches the football on every single play. Yeah. Well, and he's also generally kind of the – think of him almost as the quarterback of the offensive line, and mostly in the sense that he's calling out a lot of things. Um, you know, in some offensive line systems, he'll make calls on you know, who's blocking who or maybe they make a switch if they see something weird from the defensive line, so he'll be calling out different blocking schemes potentially, sometimes working with the quarterback, you know, making out those calls. So, you know, he's got to be able to figure everything out because he's got to see the whole offensive line and, you know, the whole defensive line, figure things out, you know, send out the calls. Maybe they don't do that in college since even the quarterbacks usually don't do a ton in terms of audibles. Usually they that's why when Utah State goes up to a fake count and they go stare at the sideline, where he stands up and stares at the sidelines, the coaches can tell him what to do. But even still, you know, Dolphins got to be smart. And an interesting thing where you talk about being a leader, where last year he didn't even really earn his job until partway through the season, at least completely. He was splitting snaps uh, with somebody else, and then he finally, you know, kind of wins the job partly due to injury, but was there for pretty much the entire season. I think he might have missed some time at some point, but. Now he's coming back, and he's the guy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like where Logan Bonner, we talked about him like not being the guy, except for you know four games in 2019. Now he's the established guy no matter what, and Chandler Dolphin's that way. He's the guy. And he not only has to deal with that pressure, but also the pressure of bringing you know, up to pace the guys next to him, whereas last year the top two guys in snaps were the two guys next to him, the two guards. They led the team in snaps. Now Chandler Dolphin on the inside has to break in two new guards. Well, I mean, Wade Meacham's not really new. But no. 
uh, you know, Waylon might be a true freshman starting along on his right side. And then Wade Meacham, who's probably only played about 300 snaps maybe uh, at the Division One level, at least on the offensive line. Yeah, so there's some little bit of concern there. But he uh, he felt pretty confident about them coming along where they need to be, though also recognizing that they're not where they want to be. Uh, still have some time to continue to improve that and work on it in practice as they get ready for UConn coming into town next Saturday. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they ever were where they wanted to be last year. They never really no. felt like a dominant unit at any point last year, save for maybe a couple games where – you know, they're playing lesser opponents. So that's one of the units that we're looking at the most in terms of hoping for improvement because that unlocks even more potential because you know, they managed to win the Mountain West Championship with an offensive line that was only mostly okay. But if this year with more experience and, and hopefully getting better, you know, if they're better than last year, that's enormous. And, we, and we've talked about this almost ad nauseum, <laughs> you know, with, with in regards to the run game. You know, helping Calvin Tyler Jr. maybe have an incredible season. Uh, you know, more than a thousand yards, maybe twelve to thirteen hundred yards if they're opening up really good holes for him. You know, keeping having Logan Bonner upright. Yeah, yeah, keeping Logan Bonner off his backside uh, and his jersey clean. Uh, so there's a lot of potential to be unlocked. You know, maybe you don't have your star players, but if you have a star offensive line, it's just as good because it turns your running backs into stars. It allows you to run all kinds of things on offense without having to worry about your quarterback getting sacked. You can run more downfield plays, more time for your receivers to get open, different things like that. Yeah, so uh, it, it's fun to see how it's coming along, still trying to figure a few things out, just developing that, um, developing the reps, the, the understanding, the rapport, uh, and uh, doing it the right way. Um, that's, uh, this is what this offense is trying to do. Uh, and trying to get better. I've heard this many times in the conversations with the players. We just want to be 1% better every day. Yeah, that's that's and one of those things. To that, progress. It's one of the things the coaches tell them. They have all their little little uh, phrases they like to throw in there, which, you know, when you can guys, get guys to rally around those kind of concepts, that's good coaching. Right. And every coach has their own little thing. You know, get better every day, get 1% better every day. You know, there's a thousand and one of them. Yeah, but as long as it motivates them. To get them going in the right direction, yeah, it's all good. However you motivate, as long as it's legal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we need to get into our pick six for this upcoming week. Try to predict the six things that could happen. I always invite you to play along as well. Shout it at your radio, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, can, may can, to, can I may need to listen us. to what people are saying because <laughs> yeah. I keep getting them wrong. i uh, say last week probably wouldn't have helped you at all. No. Yeah, you want a perfect six for six. <laughs> So that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Stick around. It's coming up in about three and a half minutes from now. Mountain West Motor, besides selling a great variety of trucks and SUVs on their lot, they invite you to help them in driving change in our community. So each month, they select a local nonprofit or a cause to donate funds to so we can all drive change together by helping those in need. So visit Mountain West Motor and see who they're donating to this month. And while you're there, explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV. Visit mwmotor.com or stop by their location at 615 North Main in Logan. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd.
I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL by a mile. Colony can't stay healthy, so let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17, plus three playoff games. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due, so now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press, Eric France and Jason Walker. All of us here at The Fan congratulate this year's Best of Northern Utah Gold Seal winners and Silver winners. Uh, if you want to go check out who won, or better yet, just if you need a guide for finding the best businesses for a variety of different services that, that you may need help with, go find your own magazine. We've got uh, magazines at about a dozen different locations throughout Northern Utah, like the Logan River Golf Course, uh, New Horizons Beauty College, Firehouse Pizzeria, Cafe Sabor, Ridley's in Hiram, Kent's Market in Tremonton. So go grab your own copy of the Best in Northern Utah, presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. They're free, uh, your own magazine, or check it out online, bestofnorthernutah.com. All right, it's Thursday, and it has become one of my least favorite days of the week. Used to be one of my favorite <laughs> Uh, times have definitely not been kind to me on this contest, uh, on this weekly feature. 
That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> so we'll see how things go this week as Jason and I try to predict what might happen this coming weekend with Pick 6. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. And reminder, this is purely for entertainment purposes only. But Jason and I each take three things we think might happen and give our own guesses on how we think it might play out. So you won again. So <laughs> I give you ch- the choice. Do you want to go first or do you want to defer? Uh, I'll let you go first. I went first last time. So we'll try and alternate here. Okay. Doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not so far. No. We'll say loser takes ball. Okay. All right. Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees are hosting the Blue Jays this weekend. So Garrett Cole ERA against the Blue Jays. I believe that game is uh, when he's on the mound. I believe that's Saturday. In just the one game? In the one so game. So just his earned runs? Yes. I'm going to set the line at two and a half. I don't know anything about the Blue Jays. <laughs> I don't know if they're any good. Um, I'll go. I'll they're go. in the same division if that helps. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> it doesn't tell me if the Blue Jays are any good. <laughs> Let's Google it quick. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to go over. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the under. So it's earned runs. That's not ERA. That's just straight up earned runs. It's just the one game. Yes, earned okay. runs. Yes, one game. Okay, Aja Wilson, the Aces. This is WNBA. Yeah, that's the name I actually recognize. I think uh, it's Asia Wilson. Oh, is it Asia? Okay. I think so. Uh, rebounds versus the Mercury on Saturday. Setting the line at eight and a half. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. All right. Uh, and then finally, my last one. Combined yards in their NFL preseason games this weekend for Tompkins, Wright, Thompson and Warren, all former Aggies. <laughs> Combined yards for those four players, 75 and a half. We go under. All right, I'm going to go over. I'll be optimistic. <laughs> all right, so here, here, here's mine. Uh, number of Region 11 teams that will win this week, over under three and a half. Ooh. Region 11 wins this week. Yeah, so of the six teams in Region 11, how many of those teams will win? You said that at three and a half? Yeah, three and a half. Uh, Ooh, that's good. Um, Without, I don't remember who's playing where. Um, uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going under as well. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, me me too. I'm being a little pessimistic on this one. Uh, Jordan Love passing yards. I'm pretty sure he's playing. I had to like look up and see maybe he's playing. I haven't heard anybody say he's not playing. But over under passing yards, 140 and a half. I will take the over. I'm going to take the under. Okay. All right. And then goals and assists by Jefferson Saverino against Vancouver on Saturday. Over under one and a half. One and a half? Yeah, so combined goals and assists that he gets. Versus Vancouver? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> he had himself a day last week, but he had one assist. Struggled earlier, right? He's got like eight combined. I think he's got like he's got five and three. I don't know which ones goals and which ones assist. Oh, um, I'm so it's combined goals and assists. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the over. Okay, I'll be optimistic. All right, and you have? Do you have a tiebreaker? I do. I I did get a tiebreaker. Uh, it's a predict the score. Cowboys at Chargers. The offensive showdown is a. Uh, Westwood one likes to to put it as, <laughs> as they've been advertising on air. Um, hey, go ahead and pick the score. Make sure we pick a winner this time because last time yeah. we just kind of bl- I, I blurted out my score and then it kind of threw you off. Yeah, that's right. So we'll pick a winner and score. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. Do I go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first since I uh, put it out there. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Chargers win, and I'm gonna say. Uh, 31 to 27. All right. Um, I'm going to have charges as well, but I'm going to do 28-17. Okay. All right. There we go. So that's our pick six, the things we think could happen this weekend. On Monday, we'll recap it, see how close we got, or if I lose again. Uh, I think you got a chance this week. (laughs) I wasn't as as confident on mine. I think we had some good ones. Where this is an interesting mix, yeah, it's an interesting mix. Uh, so anyway, if uh, if <laughs> some of those stand out to you, we'd love to hear about it. But four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the Full Court Press. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The preseason rolls along as two high-powered offenses square off under the bright lights of L.A. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the Dallas Cowboys hit the road for a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who will come away with their first win of the year? It's the Cowboys and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Beginning at 7.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Needham Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers. Middle of the block at the sign of the clock. This is Deputy Brad Nelson with the Cash County Sheriff's Office. Schools are back in session throughout the valley, which means kids are going to be out on the roads during the morning and afternoon commutes. Law enforcement will be patrolling school zones where the speed limits are 20 miles per hour. Also, watch out for crosswalks and crossing guards. We're asking citizens to be alert while driving and help us keep kids safe. Thank you. It's the return of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff, a high school football doubleheader played inside the USU football stadium on Thursday, August 25th. In the 6.30 game, the Preston Indians take on the South Severe Rams. The 8.30 game features the Logan Grizzlies versus Bonneville Bees of Idaho Falls. Tickets are only $5 and available now at the USU ticket office or by calling 1-888-U-STATE-1. Also online at utahstateaggies.com. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Thursday, August 25th. 
Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press, Eric France and Jason Walker. You know, we have the honor of working alongside some real legends in this industry. Al Lewis, Craig Hislop, been doing it a very long time. Been able to learn a lot from them. Uh, we've got some you know, great talent all over in broadcasting, close to home, who we keep an eye on. But somebody who is continues to set the bar at a new level all the time is Steve Klauke. And tonight he's calling his 4,000th game. 4,000 broadcasts for Steve Klauke, voice of the Salt Lake Bees, uh, as they play uh, at home tonight. So, tremendous career we've had steve on the show multiple times he's always a friend of the program and that's uh, an incredible run for steve glaukey yeah it's it's pretty insane just to think about calling that many games uh we just had uh vin scully i'm worried i'm saying his name wrong you know he does it for like 67 years i believe it was yeah so i don't know how many thousands of games he called oh, uh, and it gosh. wasn't just dodgers games he did other games yeah, as well he did so just Spending that much time doing one thing like that, it's it, it's a rare thing to see anymore with how much people seem to move around these days. Yeah, and Clocky's been in the Salt Lake market since the mid-'90s doing stuff for, uh, for baseball and, and has been the undisputed leader of uh, calling baseball in the state of Utah. I've, so, really I've, exciting. I've only been alive since the mid-'90s. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's been doing it a while. He's been doing it for some people's lifetimes. Yeah, basically. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. I guess there was some, and I know we only have like a minute left here in the show, but Governor Cox, in one of his uh, press conferences here recently, kind of floated the idea that one of the possibilities that the in the development of the old prison site there in Draper could be a, maybe a professional baseball team. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why you'd build a new stadium there when you've got a beautiful one downtown, but it doesn't really meet Major League Baseball standards. Yes, this ballpark is not a Major League <laughs> stadium. No. Uh, it is a very nice field, obviously. The field is of professional quality. It's the stands that you need to work on. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting to see a, a Major League Baseball team in Utah. I don't know if anybody's really looking to expand there. but I think Portland, Las Vegas... Nashville, those are some of the, the cities that seem to be higher on the list of probability. Yeah, they're looking for these big, you know, media markets, flashy cities, and Salt Lake isn't one of those. Like, if, I mean, if we're almost lucky to have the Jazz, you know, getting them back in the 70s, because we wouldn't get them today. No, it would be tough. It would be tough. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, if you missed any part of the show, you can find us on our website, 1069thefan.com, on our podcast feeds, or on our uh, free mobile app, 1069thefan. 
You can also find uh, interviews that we've done with former or some of the players and the coaches 